everybody and welcome to our next episode. Today we have Leonardo, who is a partner at Scale Incubator. Hi, Leo. Hello, everybody. And hello, you. <laughs> <laughs> that will not be cut. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> so today we are just finishing up to start a weekend and I think it was a great event. Leo was there as well, right? Yeah, I was there uh, mentoring on uh, Saturday. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. So what do you think? What kind of startups do we have in our work? Uh, I, th I thought it was really cool, uh, you know, to see the both um, like companies that are already uh, started, you know, and actually are established businesses, um, as in they have a, a CDR and everything, and just like having some ideas, some crazy, some more conventional, you would say, more conservative. So I thought it was a really cool mix to see just like, what are the ideas out there, you know, from s things that, uh, you know, make more or less sense. So, you know, it was really cool to talk with the, the you know, founders at that time and, uh, you know, just uh, bounce ideas. And they were all very uh, rec receptive of everything. So it was really cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. There were some ideas that started in a, in a wrong corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think it's all about pivoting and learning exactly. what is the market yeah. about. And that's what we iterated at the event as well. Well, but I have you here because I think you are a great profile and great motivation for these kind of people that come to start a weekend. You Thank as you. an international coming to Denmark, building your way up to be a partner at yep. a company that invests in companies and yes, also we, yep. help companies. So tell me about what yep. you do and how you got there. Awesome. Uh, well, um, hi, everyone. I'm Leonardo. Um, 25 years old so uh, a few months ago i got my fair share of uh, you know <laughs> cinnamon uh, actually two times i don't know that's illegal uh, but fine i got it two times you uh, can see them yes and <laughs> like for everybody who doesn't know like there's this tradition if you're 25 not married uh, you get the cinnamon thrown onto you with water and eggs and whatever uh, awesome thank you denmark <laughs> um so um yeah 25 but i uh arrived here like six years ago um, uh, to actually start studying at UCN. Uh, actually, we are, we, are, we are filming this or recording. Um, so yeah, I started uh, just like uh, batch the bachelors, professional bachelors. And then uh, I was at the point where I was uh, looking for an internship, uh, uh, sorry, f for a student job or actual job uh, after my internship uh, at the end of my uh, bachelors. And then um, I didn't really have an appetite to go for masters. And I applied to some that I didn't got in, and I was like, ah, okay, um, fine. Um, um, one of the actual programs that I applied was wo uh, for, uh, uh, it was to, uh, it was a DTU program. Now I forgot the actual name, but it was uh, about entrepreneurship. I think like tech entrepreneurship. And I actually didn't got in, and I was like, okay, um, awesome. So can't be even that. Um, but the tables have turned. Then I got a full-time job in Digura uh, as a marketing manager, and then later on, uh, two co-founders of Digura and me and uh, uh, Soren as well, uh, who is now investor in Digura. We founded a scale incubator. So uh, everybody has uh, its own vertical. Mine is marketing, branding. You know, I do web development as well and all that digital tech stuff. And uh, so that's how whole the whole story started because we had this uh, crazy idea that, you know, uh, we want to kind of help startups, um, uh, first of all, with funding, but also like doing all the, 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 the work. We have this whole philosophy, like 360 degree support because we do have all the competences in-house. Um, so, so that's how we do it. Um, 
from two different angles. So we have both like, hey, somebody pitches us an idea, you know, like, hey, I'm interested in maybe, uh, you know, become part of Scale Incubator. Then they send us a pitch deck. We usually have always a meeting with, um, we had very rarely that we said even no to the introduction meeting. And it was most probably because it was very, uh, uh, it was not really a match from the beginning because they were uh, not even in Denmark or in Europe. And like, it was really not a match. Um, but we always have this introduction meeting to hear them out. You know, you never know what can, sometimes people are uh, not really that, good at like making a pitch deck or they don't even have it and they just send something and you're like okay well like there's maybe something behind it you know so it's always give it's always good to give uh an opportunity and we are at the point where we can give the opportunity because uh we do receive a good amount of uh, these pitches but like not to the point where we are so overwhelmed that you just need to filter mm -hmm. them out to the point where you cannot say you need to say no to somebody even at that stage um so uh, we have that, and then we have the second, uh, second, um, you can say, uh, way of uh, working with us is like we have an idea, which we had a few, and then we find people who are have this amazing entrepreneurial mindset, in our opinion, and then we co-found together something, um, and then uh, and then uh, basically uh, we we build this together. Um, um, so uh, we we go these both ways, and I think it's very interesting. We have companies in the incubator from both sides so both that we had an idea and we we did it and also people pitched to us and then we said uh, hey this is such a cool idea let's let's do something together and then we go into this whole discussion of how we can help them because if we cannot help them uh, like we don't invest for just equity and just um, you know just to uh, give them some uh, you <laughs> want to be a partner yes. you want to be actually yeah, yeah like really out. involved yeah and I, th I think that's really something that we like because we really want to participate in this whole discussion and also of course um, make sure that they grow to the point where they don't need us as an incubator like they really are on their own that's the whole point of it uh, then they can be adults in the tech <laughs> world <laughs> afterwards i think it's very interesting and uh, you know it's 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 a, it's a journey so we don't have like when people think of an incubator they think of a, like oh it's a 6 to uh, 3 6 or a 1 year program where you have predefined goals predefined you know like what you do each month we don't have that we really are hands on with each uh, investment and we just tailor the whole thing to the actual case yeah. so one month you might need a problem. Dynamic yeah. and flexible. Yeah. Really up customizable to mm. def definitely for yeah. the company, right? So we don't really like, you know, we don't have like, a, okay, this is month two, you need to focus on this. You know, we, we really, it's very dynamic, you know, in today's world and like, we just saw news like, was it last week or two weeks ago, like, uh, OpenAI and our oh the GPTs yes they, they oh my god so like so many so many these startups that imagine how yeah. many millions are yeah. now burning in the ground you yes know? I was just thinking about it because <laughs> I was I was in Ketchikan for some mm. for some time yeah and they were talking about this one idea that came from a uh, Christian and he was telling me that in America there is a company that in USA yeah. our case <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. in USA there is a company that wants to help lawyers in order to make smart decisions by actually scanning the whole law book and figuring out how the different laws apply to different cases, right? And they, I think they got investment in, in around $20 million, right? And right now, OpenAI have all the data, yep. have all yeah. the models, yes. and they can be like, okay, we like this case. <laughs> yeah. Let's spin up a GPT. Yeah, and like literally. <laughs> you can literally yeah. like do it yourself. And it's so easy because I just did, I actually did it um, because there is this uh, whole marketing law and like how can you actually market in Denmark so certain laws uh, apply there. 
blah blah and i was like okay i want to ask something sometimes you, you know um if i'm doing something i want to know if it's legal or not and like usually i would ask uh, one of our partners who is a uh, you know he is a master of uh, law and uh, but like sometimes it's just easier to just uh, have a d- uh, somebody scan the whole uh, law and uh, get back <laughs> to you and what i did was actually downloaded the whole pdf because you can download it in direct very easily the whole law in a pdf i put it into this new like gpt i made my own like marketing law advisor and then i just asked like can i do this like this is the case study i need to really be good at this explaining it so he can understand the gpt and then it gives me an answer based on this and it quotes me where on what page i should look further into this law to make it like better i thought it was really cool and like that's the whole thing like if we would have been rigid in this call like how do you work with a startup um, it would be very, you know, it would be much more complicated to adapt to this whole dynamic thing. So if we had an investment now that is affected by this, it, it we would be pivoting. Like I must ask you, as mm. you said, you have you have few people, not mm. few, but uh, yeah. you have a good amount of companies mm. that are actually mm. submitting mm. the pitch decks, mm. and you are reviewing them, right? <laughs> what was the without mentioning the yeah. names, of yeah. course? Yeah. What was the craziest idea, or like something that was like, what uh, the fuck is this? <laughs> Okay, so uh, there was this whole thing we 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 talked about it. Um, it was some kind of like dating, uh, dating uh, concept um, where you could um, where you could uh, like um, I- it's something that actually I think Bumble is doing right now, where you can like meet at like Thursday at seven, and then you kind of like go into these video chats with other people. And uh, I, t- I would not say it was the craziest one, it was but it was. Hardest of uh, the hardest one that we could figure out the way to actually monetize it to the point where it could actually be sustainable because uh, you know it's very hard to match. I, you can imagine how many guys would be uh, waiting to oh talk to a girl, yeah. and then be like so much dick in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so like fifteen guys, and then like maybe one girl, right? So it was like that was that, that was a problem there, and uh, and we were like, okay, you could never meet that demand. Like I think it would be always un- unproportional. Um, so that was one of the ideas that we were like, we, we really don't see a way there. But the, but the the person behind it was a, an amazing entrepreneur and like they they had the drive. But just like I we we thought the idea was like not right. So uh, that that was there. But then we had some ideas. Uh, we had this crazy, <laughs> like when NFT was a thing. <laughs> we had a few pitches about like it's coming back. Yeah, it is yeah, coming back. <laughs> Have you seen Disney? Have you seen Disney? No, they just introduced no. a new marketplace just for NFTs, and I'm like thinking. Mm, my crypto is going to <laughs> <up."> <laughs> let, let, let's see about that but like yeah you know like we we had this whole like invest in our like if you become an investor uh you can uh, help us build this uh, whole nft uh, collection and i was like so what you're gonna use like um what's it called that uh, ai generated for images oh my god i forgot now uh, people know. Yeah, <laughs> d- d- yeah and i was like yeah you can use like a tool just to generate uh, random images and then like you're gonna sell that so we had like some of these crazy ideas that people were just thinking uh, it they can spin up an idea very quickly. Um, the thing was like the pitch deck was really badly made. You know, mm, I think they didn't even use PowerPoint correctly, so that was like a red flag. And uh, and like uh, mid journey, mid journey, yes, yeah. mid journey. I'm, yes. I'm I'm literally right now with Jamie at the, <laughs> the Jorgen podcast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. but like yes, you are <laughs> you are, uh, but like mid journey, I love it. Uh, actually, it's such a cool tool. Um, but yeah, so there was the, these ideas, and then there were some other ideas where they actually like, I would say like they would they were selling this whole like amazing idea, and like what a lot of people, what a lot of these pitches we see, like they they they. 
for example, the right total addressable market is like five million people. So uh, we can definitely capture four and a half million <laughs> of those people. So we are gonna be rich by two years. You know, like, and I'm like, wow, like, wow. Yeah, I love these ideas that yeah. are just based on the arguments that mm. market is size like this, mm. and we can, you know, probably get ten percent of it. It's like, okay, good. How are we doing it? We don't know. Yeah, 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 the market is big. Yeah, exactly. We like <laughs> we're gonna capture it. And I'm like, okay, like it's these things, you know, like. It's always a, a bit of a red flag, but you can always uh, argue w with the, the founders later and like put some uh, reasoning to it. Uh, but yeah, we we got a lot of these foreign foreign um, uh, foreign like because we were we are on the hub, uh, which is like a uh, it's, it's such a cool platform as well to be on, uh, uh, and you can be there as a, as an incubator or an, any kind of investor to to be on a public display. And I think a lot of these people use these crawlers where they actually send to everybody who is in Denmark. And they do it to us as well. They then they actually find us. Uh, then they uh, just go on our website and submit it this way because we do have a bit of a form where you need to fill out stuff. So actually, some people actually go in and uh, submit it this way, which is kind of nice. Um, so yeah, and then and then we also like um, are open-minded to to we we are not saying no to anybody from outside of Denmark, but you know we are just more selective because it is a bit of a gap, and we do like working with people in person. I think it's such such an amazing thing. Talking uh, about that, work yeah. working with people in the mm. person, how do you or what do you think about the Danish startup ecosystem? What do you think it's good and what do you think it might get improved? Because we in in Denmark, I'm feel like I'm still scratching the surface because mm. every time I meet someone new, they're like, "Oh, there's this competition. Oh, there is this fund, that fund, and there are these people that are helping out within the ecosystem." And I feel like there are many, many people. So, for example, like Annie from UCN, that are just pumping the good energy and also money and, and, and basically their sweat and blood yeah, into yeah. helping other people to yeah. grow yeah. and creating these, I will say, pipelines for them to to really train <laughs> and then let's see how they behave in the in the market. And th th my question to you is basically like, do you feel like the Danish market or Danish startup mar ecosystem mm. is something that can compete with other world mm. uh, countries and stuff like that? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, very valid point. I think uh, it's. I think it's it's very very interesting where it's going, and I think there's a lot of these uh, interesting campaigns. Unfortunately, all of them are coming from this place called the Copenhagen bubble, uh, <laughs> which need to be burst at some point. And I really am. They are working on it. Yeah. <laughs> For example, we had Nikolai Hoya uh, Nielsen at mm. our event as well, and he also had this idea that there are a lot of good quality people here in Alborg, but they just don't have the resources no, exactly, and money exactly, to do it. Exactly, and I wanted to touch that point as well about uh, the money um, because I was thinking about uh, when I was walking to here, I was like, wha wha what is the few things I really want to say? And I was like, one, one thing I really want to say is like the Copenhagen bubble needs to be, we need to burst the bubble because whenever I go to Copenhagen and I talk with somebody who is like, uh, for, for example, specifically an international who works in a tech startup scene in Copenhagen, they don't know what Alborg is, how the Alborg looks like. Yeah. They don't even know how Aarhus looks like, for that matter. So they are like, oh, I've never been to uh, to like anywhere uh, apart from the bridge that you need to pay. You know, they don't. <laughs> they don't go. They don't. They because I feel like they don't have a reason, right, to go, and uh, and they're just in this little Copenhagen bubble, and they they pump like they are definitely supporting each other very very well. You know, like there is a lot of this cool. Um, uh, tech newsletters that are run by people from Copenhagen. Have I ever seen any news uh, coming out of like, oh, an Alborg startup has done this? No. 
Um, we are going to change the Kickstarter award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, okay. That's in the pipeline for next year. I don't cool. think it's going to be a newsletter, mm. but it will be some kind uh, of you uh, know, overview of what mm, is happening. Yes, I think that's always good to have because like w- there are good news coming out of uh, out of Oborg and just like people in Copenhagen are not aware of it and uh, some s- not always by uh, choice I would say they are not like actively not wanting to know it's just like the impor- in, in they're not yeah I think there's a miscommunication here we have and uh, and then uh, and then but Copenhagen is really good at marketing themselves like you go out and people really want to, like when I was in San Francisco, um, I really wanted to experience this startup bro <laughs> uh, vibe. Startup bro? Sta- I didn't, I didn't start about that. You know, like just like uh, like startup bros in a, a cafe, like, yeah, man, I'm just ready for the pitching, you know. And like <laughs> you, you walk there and like half of them work for Google, and which is kind of cool. But like I really wanted to go in the bar and just like talk with people. And, and a lot of them love but despise San Francisco because of the whole like, toxic mentality that some of them uh, attribute the town to which i i, I like it because and I rent yeah <laughs> yes yes and rent and a lot of them would like to move to another like tech capital like copenhagen for example um and a lot of people actually a lot of americans are coming uh to denmark uh to work um so that's that's a trend now um so i, I feel like it's very marketable now and like uh, digital hub denmark as well works quite a lot on like attracting talent to denmark which is nice and by attracting talent to denmark mostly in copenhagen because that's where the jobs are but yeah i think uh, we hold in this the whole uland uh, we need to work better in like promoting ourselves um Aarhus is doing also like really really good um like they are quite open and i think Oberg is falling behind in many ways but i feel like we need to do something together as the whole community in that um i think i think i think i have to say that that's mm. something we are at least i see as a goal to work towards yeah i I think we are aware yeah. of it, right? I think yes. the community is aware of it and like we just need to like gather and like do something about it because if we don't do it nobody else is going to do it. Like and uh, you know we we do have support f- like the community has support from the government and local institutions which is kind of nice. So you know we just need to all put our brains yeah, together. But I will I will come back to the money. We have the support, but where are the money? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing um uh we were uh, doing a research, I don't know, it was for some kind of event uh, a few weeks ago um, where we actually asked uh, our network um, and uh, by asking it's my colleagues who are Danish, they asked their uh, the other founders from uh, Copenhagen, uh, from Olberg here who, who have um, got some investment. They asked, uh, where did you got investment from? And they said only 30% of them, so the I think the sample size was like 45 startups different startups of different sizes uh, only 30 around 30 percent approx uh, don't hold me uh, by the exact number only 30 percent of them got an investment from somebody based in north denmark mm-hmm. everything else was copenhagen so like um there is also this huge gap where you have this huge force from copenhagen pulling you so you have an investment from copenhagen maybe they can offer you an office maybe they can offer you good opportunities in copenhagen so you move you s- like you just get pulled by that. And I have so many colleagues as well, like students. You're, you were as well students, so you know how it is. Like you have, I remember having a lot of friends here and they are all now, a uh, lot of them. Same thing here. They just moved out. Same thing here. I think I'd, we, we just had yeah. a few people moving around. To the Let's cry in the corner together. It's <laughs> 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 like, where is everybody? <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah, <laughs> after the podcast. But <laughs> like, that's the thing, you know? So, and I think it's not only for like, just like human connection, but also it's like, in general like we don't have uh, 
I, I just want to network. For example, I'm huge into um, WordPress and I really, really want to network. And like, I don't have a place in English to network in. Like, I really wanted to network with. Uh, other have you heard about Google Developer Groups? I've heard, uh, which you are also steering. <laughs> uh, shameless plug here. <laughs> 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 but uh, as far as I know, they don't work with uh, WordPress, right? They do just like do. I don't know w actually. You can have an input on it later on. See, I think. see, yeah. this is this is something I'm just starting out right mm. now with, this so other people can know as well. Yeah, I, I I really want to start the Google Developer Group because it's it's a great initiative where Google supports you with a lot of resources. It's really cool. And yeah. something that I hate with Kickstarter is uh, getting the money, mm. right? Because mm. we yeah. are private and in, in private individuals. But Google, everything is reimbursed, so it's like all. Uh, it's the own tools, yeah. right? It's yeah, the own yeah. things. Uh, all things, but you can you can combine it very well. So as soon as there is Google technologies on the event, you can you can be creative, and mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to do as well, because it's similar as with TechStars. They are very flexible mm. on approach of on my approach of how how I do this event. As soon as I keep the design, and as soon as there are some main processes in place, yeah, they are they are happy, you know. So that's probably something I, I really want to restart. And I have met many developers that are also lacking these kinds of groups. You have a lot of these silos that are being built, uh, created just because of it, uh, silos from the university, like UCN, AAU, mm -hmm. and yeah. all the programs yeah. just talk within themselves in the program groups, but mm. they are not interacting cross-section-wise. There was this amazing story now, yeah, when you said about like merging together, there was this, uh, it was an MIT building built during World War II because they didn't have enough, uh, so it was it was built very fast. I don't know if it was... Yeah, it was MIT, I'm, I'm sure. I, the point of the story was they built a building that was like uh, an architectural nightmare. So everything was really bad. They actually didn't care about the building because they said like you can do whatever you want. So imagine like a huge campus building uh, that they put a lot of different people from like uh, physics, biology, like different kinds of uh, fields that are not connected to each other from like ph philosophy, blah, blah, blah. And... What happened was like the building became a living organism because they actually uh, needed the capacity. They needed to like remove the building, uh, just like build an actual proper building. And what they what what I've uh, heard about it is like the how many actually uh, Nobel uh, laureates uh, laureates laureates uh, actually uh, was produced from this building because the building didn't have really walls per se. They were moving all the time, mingling with each other. So you could be sitting next to a biologist and then like a few meters away from uh, like uh, some other scientist who is not connected to you in your field at all. So you had these happy accidents on the, on the like just like in the room where you and people started talking and then ideas started to grow from their research. And that's, you know, how you actually uh, become a, a, a winner of a Nobel uh, Award. So such an amazing concept that I just thought like, you know, imagine like having these accidents more because like when we do uh, like a building is being made, it's being made, you know, to either like have something in structure, blah, blah, blah. But this building didn't have that. So I, I totally support the idea of like having something together where you can like literally mix and match people and just like you never know what can happen I from I a conversation. I cannot agree more because yeah. I think this is the huge aspect of innovation. And actually, just before this podcast, I was talking with Annie and she just told, yeah. me, she just told me, I saw the picture from Startup Weekend and there was a lot of men. I'm like, I didn't think about it. Mm, yeah. Th there was actually a lot yeah, of there men. Was, yeah, <laughs> there was. Actually, there was. But I was happy that there was, uh, there was uh, uh, also a few girls that I talked to and there were... Uh, very bright, very yeah, bright, very girls. bright, and also um, they were international, so it was like awesome. Good to see that there was actually quite a good amount of also internationals in the event. 
uh, and Danes. So it was like it was uh, it was so cool to see like both and and people from abroad. That was something yes. I, I was I was so surprised about. But we had people yes. from Gothenburg, yes. people from Germany coming here, exactly. from Copenhagen. I even met a guy from Copenhagen telling me that there is there is there is no some something like this at Copenhagen mm. at this point. Mm. So we had to come here. Yeah, you know, and they were that's excited so cool. about organizing themselves later on. And that's that's something I really love to see because it almost like spreading the good vibes and yeah. instinct initiating these kinds of events in other initiating in initiating these kinds <laughs> of events in you uh, helped in me in, in, <laughs> the <first laughs> yeah, yeah. in other cities for example do you remember uh jan jan kalashnikov yes 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 he he wants to organize an event in in prague as well ah, i'm cool, helping so with okay cool so i, I thought he's uh, he was in sweden no no no, no. Sweden, sweden period is over okay <laughs> now it's back back home okay cool yeah, yeah. but uh but that that's you know these are these are the the i think that's like event like that or like what you were what you had now is just like it it's really needed you know and like more of it and and in different kinds of areas and, and i had this idea for a long time i never uh, really started because i am a, a bit busy at the moment but i always wanted to have like a, a networking group with marketers because i feel like sometimes in the office you know i have my colleagues which are super bright and i love talking with them but you talk with the same people every day and like if Last week there was um, somebody visit us, uh, visiting visiting us in the office, and um, he doesn't work with us at all. Uh, so he was just uh, he was he builds Shopify stores, and then I could like have a totally different conversation about like uh, building uh, e-commerce stores and stuff like that. And it was just like such a different overview because that person is coming from a totally different background, totally different like work environment, and and just like oh, I was like yes, please. Like I was, it was such a, an amazing. A massage for my brain. I you know, know exactly <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about when you meet someone that is doing something similar. For example, uh, just before this episode, I had Thomas mm. from uh, Danish Standard Blue on this podcast, yeah. and it was such amazing conversation because he's very similar to what I want to do mm-hmm. as well. He was uh, he's uh, he's from the Chinese descent, wor- like, uh, living in Copenhagen right mm-hmm. now, and we had the same values of helping people of seeing people go as well and then we also mm. exchanged information about you know how do you uh, how do you actually create these kinds of events how do you find the partners what do you think is the important yeah. aspect in the community how do you find out what is the important aspect how do you collaborate and it's and it's just amazing to to hear that because you are so enriched yourself and you also feel like that you're enriching the other person by doing that right yeah. and at the same time we are also creating environment for others i think and i think that's the most passionate thing for me as well mm. because before I started doing this entrepreneurship in I don't know, a year and a half ago or two years ago, mm. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to speak with. And especially as an international, even the, nec- even the next program at UCN, the only international path was the online path. And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, this, this sucks. You know, and I think it's, it's very important to include in these people. And especially, as you said, like Danish and international people, they need to come together in order to create great companies because the Danish have a good overview of the market. They have a really, really good idea what probably might sell true, and true, might true. market the right way true and i feel like the international they're like a like a little engine they just work <laughs> yeah but like uh when we actually we had this idea so in scale uh i always wanted to have a it's it's like me being like mom and dad i really want to have a marketing agency so i came to like the other partners i was like i really want to have a marketing agency like at some point i thought it was really cool i want to work with that i think it's an amazing thing but like we were like okay we can do it but like who is gonna sell you know we, we are nobody of us like ha- can full-time do that 
um, one of our partners did exit from a, from a, a big company and he is very well versed in sales but he's not gonna you know, now spend like his whole uh, day on like cold calling clients and like it's n- it was also not his industry so then we were thinking and then we we stumbled upon uh, uh, upon um, two amazing sales guys who are actually now co-founders of site um, and and they are steering the whole uh, sales and like without them we wouldn't be a 400 uh, 400 uh, client uh, agency now and they have a great energy yeah like, I mean yeah. as soon as I met those guys mm. I'm like I want to be friends with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like can, <laughs> we, can you have me on Facebook yeah. Yeah, but like th- 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 that that was the whole thing like you know when you have the right s- uh, setting so like I what I do now I so even though I'm partner in a scale incubator I do I'm pretty much full time in the site now growing that and um so uh, I c- I came in with the whole like how do we set up everything so they were they wanted to use a totally different tool for managing uh, managing like project management stuff like that which was Podio by the way um, and I was like no uh, Podio has not been updated in many years I do love it's a Danish product but I feel like they have been stuck in a time that uh, you know they could update themselves yeah. um, and and then I came with my ideas and like how we could do it like what products we could sell etc cetera, etc cetera. and they came with the experience of selling to the right customer and it's such an ag- amazing match we have um, so so that that's how I feel like you know imagine having more of these conversations with other people around town what what other businesses could be you know emerge out of this so I feel like just networking events are the way to go and let me validate you even more yeah. because I have I have few friends that are studying PhD. And they have always been telling me that when we meet, when I when I meet different PhDs from different countries, or sometimes even the the, the conversation in the balcony mm. gives me so much, mm. and it gives me inspiration to create a be- better paper, right? And and this is exactly what you're talking about, putting different people from different uh, perspectives of life together, creating an environment of collaboration and growth, and then just things happen yeah. out of it. Yeah, and yeah. I, and it's amazing to see it because. Sometimes when I just speak with some people, as like from biology or someone that from medical perspective, I'm like, my mom is a in uh, it wasn't not medicine, but uh, she's a nurse, mm. and I w- I it was for m- for me it was always boring to listen to her. But when you have someone new that you meet with and you exchange ideas, mm. you get so much more inspiration. It's like, oh, well, like th- this yeah. technical stuff actually fits into what you're doing. Yeah, if we yeah. if we just added this this this, you know, and then uh, the person comes in with the with the domain data and domain understanding. Exactly. And, and so and it's just amazing how many how much value can be created just by putting different kinds of people together and yep. ensuring they don't fight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like that's something that you know uh, I think Copenhagen is internally very good at. You know, there's a lot of events uh, happening uh, there. Um, Maybe not startup uh, startup weekend uh, as as there will be one. Uh, there will be, but one. I cannot speak about it officially. Ah, okay, <laughs> uh, Roger. Uh, but like, uh, what I wanted to say is like there are like these a t- lot of touch points in Copenhagen. That's why the t- community there can thrive a lot. And like, I think what I actually quite like Copenhagen has came to the point where they like companies create their own like event spaces because that's where their clients come in. So I, I we we have a few. Uh, clients in site where they are actually uh, grew to the point where you know they have their own uh, networking events uh, with their own clients and and that sparks a lot of amazing conversations. Something that I feel like it, it's being done here as well in Oborg, but like it's it's also on Danish, which I you know I understand as well. We are in Denmark, but if we could open it up more, and I I, j- I actually really love the the things that they are doing in investing in Oborg. Like the it's qu- it's quite an active community there, and like they're 
you know, they were also, I, I, you know, we had like a direct flight to New York. Now it was canceled because <laughs> I guess not enough traffic. But <laughs> hey, there was an opportunity. <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, we have a lot of these interesting conversations about Olborg and I think Olborg can be much bigger. And of course, you know, for exa- for I'm sorry that I'm jumping yeah, no, in. No. F- just three days ago, not two days ago, hmm? I had a pleasure of being interviewed by one person that is part of organization called Startup Migrants. They are based in Norway and they are now working together with uh, University USN, which is a university of uh, South Norway. And uh, they they were doing a research about startup hubs and startup communities in different cities around the world. And they mainly focus on Nordic and Germany and people that are close to it, right? I was thinking this is weird, but I will take it. Why not? You you never know what, what what comes out of it. And the lady was asking me many different questions. At, at one point, she shared one information that for me was a bit stunning because I didn't know it was mm-hmm. such a good environment down up here. But basically, from 2020, the amount of startups that have internationals or are run by internationals went up by 39% in Alborg, which is the biggest from all Denmark. Interesting. Okay. I didn't At least that's what she told me. Okay. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> no, don't quote <laughs> me on it. We'll quote at them. Uh, okay, but that's interesting. Hey, I didn't even know that. So 39% since 2020. Yeah, and I and I feel like we can we can do even better now because the environment we have at this point in time is amazing. We have a we have a mayor that went through international house and basically built a whole international house in mm, the city. Mm, mm. Very friendly with the international, very friendly with the startups. Even had him on the startup weekend. And amazing. We have organizations such as Your Scale Incubator. Mm. We have Syndicate. We have Lisa from Basecamp. We have Noe being very friendly with these. Yeah, like I think imagine like all coming together and like doing a kickass event. W- my idea, and I, I know I'm a bit uh, sometimes uh, uh, a daydreamer, but like imagine creating, and I'm not saying creating uh, the scale of tech barbecue uh, that tech barbecue is right now. They started ten years ago, if I'm correct, or eleven. Um, but imagine creating something you know, on a smaller scale, something here, like the the magic that you could have. Like we have amazing cult- uh, our culture center. You know, the 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 conferences they have like are so huge. Um, so there is a lot of op- opportunities and venues for that. Like I'm just uh, that's my daydream. You know, to create something something really cool in this city because I feel like uh, it should be put on this map of of startup friendly cities. And I feel like um, it it needs to happen. You know, like I. F- if we don't do it, everybody uh, like Odense is starting with. They have a robotic hub right there. Mm-hmm. Quite, they're really working with that. Copenhagen is just Copenhagen. There's m- many different stuff there, but Aarhus o- uh, as well is quite uh, cooking something cool as well. So, like Oberg needs to step up. I feel, I feel like uh, the whole community and I, f- you know, it, it's not like I'm saying it's a shared responsibility, but I feel like it's for the greater good of everybody here inside. Like we can just mingle together much better if we had like a, a better better just like ecosystem yeah uh, i must say they have a they have a great kitchen in our house but like it <laughs> i was there like no, not not that long ago i love the whole like vibe and like how it looks and like it just yeah i was just like very 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 uh, inspiring to be there just like going there so i absolutely agree i had the pleasure of speaking with lasa lasa core uh, earlier this year and the energy that sh- that flows from him is amazing, mm. and also the way they network. Yeah, like when you when you meet the people that are in the in the ecosystem in Aarhus, it's very swift, straight to the point as well. Very friendly at, at the same time, willing to help you. They build a relationship for long term. Mm. At least that's what I feel like because you can always not rely on them, but you can always ask them for help yeah. or ask them for uh, direction. And I think. 
that's something that is already in the air here, but it's not as present, in mm. my opinion. Mm. And I wanted to come back to the point where we were talking about how Alborg is actually a, a really good city for startups because... Yeah, let's go to something but more but positive. <laughs> but, the thi- but what I wanted to say is that I also see one drawback in my mm. opinion, which is that a lot of activity is done by universities right now and mm. business Alborg. And I feel like that all the people that go through these pipelines, university and business Alborg and governmental entities, it's... Uh, it's very fluffy for them. Mm. It's like mm. you are in never-ending incubation. <laughs> you never, nev- you're not, not that never, but you are not pushed to be exposed to the market from the day one, and you are also not exposed to like other students that want to do something like this. But what I mean by that, like, you're not exposed to something like Kickstarter. What I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> say, it's like I'm, I'm not trying to put a shameless plug, but no, no, no. Like, what I'm trying to do is always give people the responsibility to also do something. Mm. And I feel like that when you, w- I, at least that's how I felt like when I was part of a uh, AU Innovate, when we had the office there, I feel like that we were not really pushed to do something. Um, I, I actually understand uh, your point there. And that's something that uh, I ha- funny thing is you said you were interviewed for the, you know, you, you were part of research. I was actually, uh, we ha- okay. So son- something very, very interesting happened like uh, two weeks ago. Uh, it all started like two months ago. We got a mail from Philippines, and there was this woman, and she said, "Like, hi, we are opening a startup in- startup incubation in uh, at the university. Uh, can we come to Denmark and visit your incubator?" And I was like, "Okay, I don't know who you are. I really, d- I really didn't know who they are, and like, never heard about the university, never heard uh, about what they're doing." And I was like, "Yeah, of course. Like, let's do it." So uh, after a few months, uh, finally they got the visa, everything, and. Uh, one of the one of the ladies actually from who is uh, going to actually run it uh, as part of it. she's an associate professor she um, she like li- flew like a day's flight uh, to Europe and like doing a whole tour around Europe and we had like this amazing conversation and it was something that I really wanted to as well point out is like how startups are being uh, built and nurtured in these startup uh, environments at university where you are uh, you don't have really an opportunity to fail to the point where you're like oh my god I'm not going to be able to pay my uh, yeah. rent and uh, that's something that when you actually go into the real life you are um, uh, you don't have the safety net because if you are a s- student startup founder you most probably ha- have still SU you, you know you have some government you know you have a an income so you don't need like and that's also good because you can test a lot but then 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 uh, where does the testing end? Yes, where does the testing end? And like when you actually go out, um, then it, uh, you know, you can really see who can really survive and who cannot, who can really um, pivot and really iterate and really like, okay, now we really need to like start selling. Yeah, I also um, see many cases where do you have a brilliant founders that have built some really nice product in within the spaces of university and incubation, and then they come out and they are unable to quote-unquote take the heat mm, mm, you know mm. and that's really what makes you or breaks you yeah. in yeah, my yeah, opinion because yeah. you can always make great product you can go to university talk with people spar with people make them also help out but can you survive these kind of tough times where you're basically oh, basically your whole company and sometimes even your spend uh, even your loans or your car or your house can be put on the line if only uh, like i cannot say there w- there's <laughs> okay so 
uh, talking about like taking the heat. There's so many things that we've gone through as an incubator, um, and then the with different kinds of projects that you know from from uh, taking the wrong turn or 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 just uh, the market being very uh, aggressive to you, and um, not to go into details of uh, specific things, but like you really need to go through that else you're not going to survive on the on the other side and that can happen to anybody at any point you don't even know like for example uh, what, what we just talked in the beginning of this uh, um, podcast is about uh, these gpt now like wh- what's going to happen to all those startups that are that their whole identity was yeah. we are a rapper around it yeah. basically from day one to day two yeah. you have a <laughs> competition yeah. from the company that that is your <laughs> <yeah>. core <laughs> exactly so so like at you if you're at, the u- at uni you you know you may be like ah oh, fine you know i'll just continue developing this way you know and if you are a running business you're like okay my monthly recurring revenue will fall down now or if i do not pro- provide some more value to it so you really need to like actually sit down and figure things out um so you for example like there's this also amazing thing uh, you know booster you know founder you know so you can actually get a salary out of it after you actually graduate as well um, you can get a salary for one year. I think it's awesome, but I can see, you know, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan of self-funding. Mm. And uh, some w- what happened was actually I talked with a few founders who were <laughs> at the, at the, at the end of uh, that. You know, it was you know founder, um, and they were like, "Yeah, so I, <laughs> we we are not going to be able to have a salary from next month." And I was like, "Why?" I mean, like for what we were doing in the meantime, I was like, "Yeah, we like we we'll, we don't have um, enough revenue yet." So you know, and then and then what? And then what do they? What are they gonna do? They they can either either try to because like let's just say like the money you get from InnoFounder founder is not like you you you're gonna become rich. You, you it's get around twenty five. Yeah. Okay. So like it's 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 enough to survive. But what I like either they g- they're gonna continue right and like w- be on ramen noodles for months. Or they're gonna be like, okay, well, maybe I'm gonna like stop working on it a bit and then get a job, and th- and then that's where you like, phew, you you leave the idea and like you you lose the momentum yeah. and that's and bye bye. You're going to go into comfy s- space. Yes, yes, and like I've seen many of those like who go into comfy space, and th- that's how it is. Sometimes people just need to cut their, um, you know, the idea and like, yeah, I I feel like if we would nurture this more like the fail culture and like how can you iterate more. Um, I think it will be it will be really good, but I've seen like uh, yeah, make or break. Uh, when you go to this make or break area, you you see like who who goes on the other end, and then and then you really see the character of the person, mm, mm. and uh, if the idea actually makes sense, <laughs> if it's marketable. But um, that's yeah, that's that's basically uh, a lot of factors come in uh, into play when you actually transition to the market. Talking about the fails, yeah, I. I told everybody that I would not be just a promoter on this vi- on, mm-hmm. on this podcast, but I need to ask you: What was your biggest fuck up that you can remember? Oh. Besides the one you told already at the event, I don't <laughs> remember what I even said at the event. Now. Uh, the guy that wanted to um, beat your ass. Uh, oh yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. That <now> I remember. <laughs> yes, that was a bit of a problem. Uh, any other fuck up? Um, okay. Uh, yes, uh, one of the fuck ups, and that's something actually I'm very vocal about. I I would just say in general is, um, uh, now it's cheesy as well, but uh, I feel like the biggest fuck up was like actually not taking care of myself as a human being. You know, I was very because I am very workaholic, and I and I actually like I don't consider work work to the point where I'm like oh it's a nine to five or for me it's more like um, it's the purpose. Yeah, yeah. So like I don't I don't really have a 
time schedule. Like I, I, I arrive in the morning and leave whenever I feel like it's done for the day. And usually my energy is like just like it, it just goes the whole day. But you, y- you do arrive to the point where you're burned out to the point where you are, um, you become, you know, sort of like not passive aggressive, but you know, you just like. <laughs> You you cannot smile that much, and you 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 have a you have a higher temper, blah blah blah, and it's all because you are at the burnout stage. And I and I think that that was my biggest fuck up was to like I was always pushing myself like I can do more, I can do more, I can do, I can put more projects, blah blah, and like at some point it was like I cannot, uh, but like there there was me. So I biggest fuck up was actually not dosing myself, and I'm all for like put you know put the energy where you want it but but hey you, you need to know where your limits are and like okay you can expand those limits in the future but don't push yourself all the time because if you break i know i had like a, f- a few days where i was like i literally came to morning to work and i was like i'm going home like and i would never do that for myself because i like what i do and i remember in that moment i hated what i do and i was like this is really bad because i actually hated going to work uh luckily of course um good support system from my colleagues at work and you know <laughs> what they did was they ordered <laughs> so first of all uh, i was i really like i, I was burnt out that that uh, friday and <laughs> so what they did was they thought like okay we need to make leo happy so they ordered uh, like three uh, bags full of vault food to the wrong address because i moved apartments so <laughs> so they ordered to the wrong my previous address luckily it was only 200 meters away but i didn't reply to their messages because i was like i'm not answering to anybody so they drove to, <laughs> to me the vault guy picking up all the vault food and then bringing it to me um and i was like thanks so then i had like for the whole weekend like food and stuff uh, they thought like so they nice. yeah uh, but like uh, it was a wake-up call that that burnout because i actually re- the problem was when I when I was like I'm not gonna work now. Um, I didn't know what what I'm gonna do, um, and like I w- I don't think always like doing Netflix and like uh, that is always the 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 right way to like relax for me. Um, but luckily, of course, afterwards I dosed myself better and like through communication as well and the guidelines and stuff like that, it was much better. So biggest fuck up was like not not actually taking precaution and like just better communicating uh, wh- where my limits are. I'm much better now. <laughs> Let's just say I have not had any problems since then, which is awesome. So I uh, totally feel yeah. you actually yeah. because when I was doing when I when I was starting my startup mm-hmm. at the time called Defest, right? I was in uh, was at the Next Step program mm-hmm. and I had a lot of time to just spend on Defest. So I did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at some point I think it it was uh, April some somewhere in the middle of April 2022. At some point, I just came to Innovation House and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what yeah. am I doing? Why yeah. am I doing this? Mm. It's, it, it just hurts. It's like, you know, why am I still here just to suffer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, but I know uh, like sometimes when you are in this burnout phase, you actually doubt everything you do and like it's not, ne- like and then it's your emotions talking, not your yeah, like yeah. reasoning. You just need a break at that point. Yes. That really helped me yes. to just take three or yeah, it, I took like three days where I didn't look at the code, didn't look at the PC mm. or at the, at the parts where uh, I was doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I can't go a day without PC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a software developer. <laughs> and, and it really helped. And mm. since then... <coughs> okay. Excuse me. <laughs> since then, I'm also vocal about this kind of aspect mm. of entrepreneurship because I don't think it's being talked about no, no, a lot. No, I don't think so. Uh, and I, that's something I'm also applying, for example, I start a weekend because... I know how passionate these people can be, mm. but I'm telling them, you are going to be here only 
until midnight and then you need to leave because tomorrow is another day yeah another start don't fuck up your schedule just because no, no, of no, one day like people who really <sighs> okay like i had a fair share of not sleeping a lot and i it really like like this sleep that really does now we are now we are a health podcast uh <laughs> we, we transition into that but i really believe like i think it's a great uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a huge part of it it's a huge part of it like actually not sleeping it does make your morning really more difficult and like I work with sometimes I need to be creative. Like I need to fo- not force myself to be creative, but like you just need to, you know, have a bright idea to kind of figure out how to fix a problem. If I have a wrong morning, I, I literally cannot do. And I know a few times I was like, I actually like, I don't, I cannot work now. So like those yourself and um, helps a lot, uh, which are very basic uh, advice, uh, like pieces of advice, but people still don't do it. And I think even though you mentioned it many times, people don't do it until they, break i think first time second time then they figure out okay it's really not sustainable and then they start changing but i like that there's uh, some ideas uh, about like mental health uh, in general like how to advocate better for it and uh, there are some startups around it so it's kind of nice and like a lot of the sleep um, sleep uh, there was actually one of the one of the ideas from um, from a startup weekend uh, there was one one of one of the ideas was to actually help with with uh, sleep like fighting sleep that and how can you actually fall asleep oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it was it was kind of cool because i and actually <laughs> it was funny because i was going to to the scheduled time when we need to be there as mentors and uh, i actually answered to they had a, like did they hold a, they did a like a quick interview on uh, on uh, linkedin they were like hey you have problems with this like can you just let us know and they called me they were like hey leonardo can you please answer these few questions uh, we w- we want to like know where we want to go um and then they were like uh, working with idea afterwards and I thought it was very cool because like it's a very relevant topic you know like people think like you know uh, it's done but like there's a lot of innovation that can yeah. happen like and just I like I going think to sleep I think that also brings us to the few last topics yes which is if you could advise a founder mm. at any stage mm. or someone that just wants to start out what are three do's and three don'ts of being a startup founder Three do's, three don'ts. Um, okay. I think... Um, no, I need a paper to write it down. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but we can talk about it. Okay, I, 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 s- I feel like... Um, and these are all like really basic things, I would say, uh, when I'm thinking it now in my head, but I re- just feel like people don't do that. Or like people don't... Uh, are, are just... Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll tell them, then we talk about it. Uh, first one, I was just... S- uh, just being, uh, just be curious to the point where you really are listening to somebody else giving you advice and like trying to understand their point of view. Because I feel like when I talk with somebody who is very, very, very invested in their idea, they don't see any other way than this way that they have like uh, envisioned it. So true. Uh, and people are just not curious to explore other venues or like valleys of, you know, a- any kind of like oh where I can branch out maybe uh, not a pivot but just like other application purposes stuff like that and people are very then people think that uh, that you are trying to assert some knowledge and they're like oh you like you know better than me yeah. and like <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> that's not the point um so you know just be curious now now I'm li- I'm now I'm uh, giving advice like you know these uh, Pinterest uh, <laughs> <laughs> images <laughs> be curious uh, but uh, b- being curious okay something uh, as well um being very very honest with yourself and your founders something that i feel like as well sometimes is like ha- having like um 
in Croatia we say like the ace from the the card like having your ace in in in, a, in your back pocket it's meaning like you always have like a back plan something like that like if you if you have like some something in the back and you're not always up front to to your founders and like how you feel first of all how you um uh what's going on right now in your like if there's any problems and stuff like that it's always good to be upfront with the people you're the closest in in the your founding team because then you can be fully aligned and that's something where like me uh, us in scale uh, have worked quite a lot especially because i was an outsider very much like i'm i'm croatian i i'm a foreigner here in denmark and like i approached uh, these guys and we have a great great chemistry that chemistry need to be built right so building this chemistry is so important so being like just very honest to each other up front not to your uh, like not only to the people you are very close to but yourself as well like what you can do what you cannot because some people are overconfident in certain stuff and then you are like okay but like let's be real like what what are what can i do and what can somebody else do then i need to like ask for help what i would add to that one Mm. more thing is which is that being honest with yourself and with the feedback you get from the market in true, my opinion that's true. i think that's that's one of the most crucial parts because some startups might be you know trying something out testing their new mm. product or service and they are getting a feedback of unsuccessful tries or or bad customer feedback and they are just keep getting it and they are just keep trying doing the same thing at some point of course you you need to be persistent with your idea mm. i think that's also a good value for any founder but at some point, you need to look and <laughs> you look at yourself and look at your idea and think, well, I've been trying for six months and people are still giving me bad feedback and I don't do anything about it. It's like something needs to change. Yeah. You you need you can love your creation as much as you want, but at, at the end of the day, you need to put some bread on the table, right? So it's I think it's art to know when to kill your darling. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, that's actually something that I want to connect. So I said two do's. So the third do, and it connects with the one don't, would be do create an actual MVP that you can go out and don't polish the first version to the point where you are like, and now we are bankrupt. <laughs> um, because like I've seen so many ideas that are amazing, but you need to start earning money. You need to start earning revenue. like Proof of business. Yes. And people are like, I'm, I'm refining the code. I'm refining the code. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm like loving that you're <laughs> saying code because that's what I want to say. Is like, it's mostly because it's mostly within the software engineers yeah. and the technical people uh-huh. because they always they always want to improve and they always want to optimize. Mm. But at some point, it's like, if it's sixty percent done and the main functionality works, yeah. like let's test it like first. <laughs> yeah, and like something uh, something that I really feel like it's like you really need to get out uh, and. Uh, and some people don't know where when to like go out and i've seen ideas being sold they didn't even had like a working software they had like just an idea Uh, but people still had like they still had like a a stripe (laughs) like paywall that you can like still subscribe to it or like get something out of it so like how can you actually start getting money because if you do not start getting that first of all it's much harder to like uh, go to some investor, let's say, and just say, "Hey, so we have been three years building this. So we uh, have not do, not we have not tried getting any recurring revenue, etc., etc., etc." So for me, that's just like like you need to. Okay, I love and I'm always up for like having an amazing layout, design UX, whatever, whatever it is. But like, okay, like agree on a first version. Then from there, when you start rolling get more like then you can actually get some funding for like ex- then you can maybe hire somebody to actually make it perfect you know like etc so so th- these are the things that i would like to say and it's also important to put it out in order to create some kind of 
history of a product for yeah, other people to see. Just like, yeah, because like if you just if you just come out out of the, your cave of mm. working on the idea for a year and then you put it out and you wait that people will scream and clap you, mm, no, it doesn't happen. Exactly, you will need another year for I them to I even notice. I love this story about this guy. He, d- um, I just stumbled upon this YouTube channel. It's so I forgot the name of it, uh, but you will be able to find it when I tell you the story about it. It's called Design Joy. The guy is a freelancer. So actually, he was working full time in an agency in America, in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was like, um, he was like, okay, I'm gonna create my own uh, subscription business. So he actually did this productized services. So what he does is actually now uh, f- the video is mentioned totally different pricing because now he double the prices but hey that's fine and he's i think he's still driving very much so so he actually is a ux ui designer he actually just a designer in general he does everything from like figma um, designs and like uh, 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 web flow and uh, animations and stuff like that so what he offered was like okay you pay me five thousand dollars a month and then you can get a trello board which by the way he uses a free trello so it doesn't even pay for it so you get a f- like a bo- trello board where you can put it like it's already prearranged, like so you ha- you know instructions like how do you do it? No meetings, you just put in tasks, and and then he works on each task from uh, first to second, third, blah blah blah, and um, then he uh, then he has like let's say forty clients, and then he just works full day, and like he he has uh, annual recurring revenue at that time that was filmed two years ago of million dollars per year, one person. Product services, nice. amazing idea, and I was like, and then, w- and he started. He says that for him to start the business, he needed one weekend uh, and sixty dollars in software costs to actually like have the landing page, connect Stripe, blah 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 blah. He doesn't even have like um, a, a my accounts. You you would think like, oh maybe oh my clients need to have like a special account dashboard, blah blah. No, they have Trello, and like he he literally manages all the subscriptions through Stripe's serve interface so th- you don't even need to have like a billing page Strel- uh, stripe is doing everything for him because i actually was like this weekend i was looking at it and i was like i want to know about this like whole because I've, I've i felt like such an amazing energy from this guy and he's still doing it now he charges ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars um i think he's doing still awesome and like he of course had a totally different growth strategy he has a huge following on twitter so he is getting a lot of these clients from this way but i thought it was an I- interesting way how he launched in one weekend. He launched his product on Product Hunt, and he got an amazing traction there. And like, it just works. And like, he he just nailed the approach. And he's <laughs> still one man guy. I think a one man company. And basically, his whole business model is just optimizing yeah. his own workflow. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, he he says like, I do not have meetings with people. It's everything is async. So even though may maybe the person is in Japan, they put in during the night. I. I work on the tasks in the <laughs> when it's my morning. That's it, and they know that I work on it. Like amazing! I was just like, oh my god, it's so good. And then I stumbled upon uh, this whole YouTube channel that actually talks a lot about the how people do these productized services, and I thought it was so cool. Um, it totally went off, but uh, no, it actually. Yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> it was all the fun. Yeah, but there, uh, but, uh, but design joy. Uh, I think it's an amazing like website just to check out and see how actually he succeeded. I think it's awesome. And then I think I have a last question. Please do. That would be an advice mm. so what would be your life advice mm. to any young people or studying persuading their career or maybe building a startup what would be your advice to achieving hard goals such as building a startup so what would be my advice to achieve those things um i would say 
if I don't, because I can say one of those cheesy things like try hard <laughs> or do that. No, I'm not going to say motivated. that. Be motivated. Be <laughs> motivated. Uh, uh, never stop dreaming. Look you don't look <laughs> in the mirror and tell yourself you're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not those, but I would say, <coughs> and something that I would say I'm very fortunate is to have amazing people around you. And I cannot stress enough how motivating that can be to you. Uh, and you don't even know where you can go, but I'm so happy that I'm that I'm um, part of this amazing ecosystem at work with the scale incubator and like our little house that we have. Um, w- people that really motivate me to just come every day at work. We have fun. We like me going to work. I'm having fun, you know. And like me having a challenge. Yes, I am stressed sometimes when we I have a bad interaction with. Uh, uh, maybe it can be a project that uh, goes south, some of that. But that's all part of the experience. And at the end of the day, I feel this adrenaline in me. And because the environment has kind of like, I, I know that uh, the people around me, so that's why I'm saying like have amazing people around you because they support you, they understand you, they can help you. And when you have this amazing environment around you, you really feel motivated to do something, to be like them, to, to y- you really like you l- like a sponge. And I think if you do not have that, it will be much harder. So I know people who have their own ideas, they're in their own little like, apartment i understand that it can be really hard and i i I know it's sometimes super how do i start so that's my kind of advice like try to find go out uh, of your comfort zone first of all if you're maybe not that social and try to network with people uh, and like create a community around because like or just like okay if you're a co-founder like the people that you're going to co-found with need to be really like on the same like you need to be in the same wavelength in a way i think that's just like it opens so many opportunities then it connects with you can work hard <laughs> or you <laughs> can just, you know, because I think everything gets connected because everybody has the same common goal, et cetera, et cetera. When you have amazing people around you, I, th- it's I, I cannot it. agree more. Mm. I'm so happy with Kickstarter right now mm. at, uh, mm. because we I feel like we are at a position where people f- feel like we have similar goals yeah. and we are working towards That's it. That's awesome. And we are also having fun doing it, right? Yeah, There's exactly. Th- we don't need any stress. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more like like whenever you do something, you don't feel like, ah, oh, I need to do it. It's more like, let, let's do it. You know, like people are actually very excited about it. So that's just so much magic about Giving it. Giving ownership yeah. to people mm. helps so much, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. That's something that motivates everybody and they feel like that's something they are building towards is, is their own. Mm. Mm. Common good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And on that note, I will probably end this podcast and okay, thank one everybody hour, else. Wow. Whoever uh, has arrived to this point, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> you actually managed to listen for one hour. And if you listened it on 1x, you know, you didn't uh, do the 1.2 or 1.5, you know, like uh, speed listening. Congratulations. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> I can bring you a trophy later on <laughs> exactly. if, you, if you meet me at Kickstarter. I'll work. <laughs> oh, but it was uh, such a nice conversation. Thank you for yeah. inviting me. It was, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for coming and thank you for coming for Starter Weekend as well. And I think there will be a, a lot more coming up also for with sure. Leonardo include, included in our future events and yeah. activities. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>